640 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Wes Moreno is the Escambia County Administrator. He joins us every Thursday at this time. Wes, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. It is good to be here this morning. Good to have you. No meeting today, so no agenda to preview or votes to talk about particularly, but I have I always have a long list of questions nevertheless because <laughs> the county is always involved in so much stuff. Um, one thing is I saw, not this past week, but the week before, uh, around the 6th of February, we kind of had a rough week for Escambia Fire Rescue, some, um, some incidents with them. One is um, I guess we had a, a fire where a couple of firefighters actually fell through a hole in the roof during an apartment fire is that right yeah that's right they 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 did they went in and and they absolutely fell through a, a hole there in, in the roof and it was on fire and uh, one was trying to help the other and, and but you know fortunately there's minor injuries and and uh we were able to go there okay in the end but you know what those guys do it's always it can always be dangerous you always uh, have to be professional. Your training always goes a long ways in those instances. And uh, so I'm always appreciative of the work those guys do. Absolutely. I know for me, I think about this if ever I have to get up on the roof of my house and, you know, my house isn't on fire and I still wonder about am I stepping in the right place? Is this going to be an issue or if you're up in your attic or something like that? But man, when you got a fire eating stuff out, and of course, we know that fires tend to happen in um, areas where the homes are not in as good a condition often or are, have not been maintained very well. And so, you know, you always have these kind of questions. It's a, it's really a scary thing to be involved in. And we also had a, um, a firefighter, I think, got injured during, uh, like, PT, physical fitness. It, I, I don't know any of the details here, but is this a, you know, was he okay or is she okay? Uh, you know, Andrew, I haven't really heard a lot of details on that. Okay. Uh, uh, so I would take it to mean that, yes, I believe that he would be okay. Okay. If he wasn't, I, I would have been notified, I'm sure. And, and again, I, I understand that training, you know, whatever the kind of training is, training can carry risks as well, certainly. Um, one of, You have been so effective at getting the union contract signed and done and over the finish line. If I'm not mistaken, and please feel free to correct me always if I'm wrong, uh, I think that ECAT is the only one that's outstanding. Is that right? It is the only one that's outstanding. So, uh, you know, they held, we've got a lot of work involved in this contract, and uh, they held a ratification vote uh, some months ago, and they failed, the union failed to ratify uh, the negotiated contract. And so uh, we came back to the table and negotiated a bit more, and now we're at impasse. We've, we've, we just filed impasse. So we got four articles that we're at impasse on. Uh, one, of course, being union leave, I think it's probably the most significant article that that's there. And so on March the 23rd, we've been to, so let me back up. We've been to the hearing master. Hearing master has offered some recommendations. Some we're okay with, some we've rejected. So we're taking the impasse hearing to the board on March the 23rd, and the union will give their side to the board, and then I, I or Ms. Christian Hill will present the county's position to the, to the board, and the board will make the decision how to reset those four articles, and then the union will have to go back and hold another ratification vote. So, it, you know, it's going back and forth uh, in that in the proposal is a four percent wage increase uh, and, and it was it's always been in the proposal you know if they'd have ratified the contract they would have gotten it uh, then uh, the employees there and it's 
if they ratify the contract soon, it would be retroactive back to October the 1st. There's been, seems to have been some confusion. I know there were some employees that showed up at the dais at the podium uh, a couple of meetings ago and said, hey, they we're told we can't vote. Well, that's just not true. Any employee that is represented by the, by the union, no matter which union it is, if you're represented by that union, you have a right to vote on the contract, whether you pay dues or not. And so that's kind of where, where that is. And so we're looking forward to March 23rd and getting that milestone behind us. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, they'll ratify the contract. And it, you know, I get it. It's a, it's a change for them. I there's no doubt about it, but it's bringing it, bringing it back into the county round policies, procedures, and like the rest of the county employees and really make them true county employees. And, um, so it, I think it's a positive thing, a very positive thing, some good things in there. And hopefully we'll, we'll get it across the finish line. Yeah, I mean, as you say, getting the final fold in of solving that nut and you know, kind of getting that resolved eventually after the, all the changes with ECAT in the last few years would be uh, a nice thing to have happen, quite frankly, not to have to be thinking about that anymore. Uh, hang on for me for just a second. We're talking to West Moreno, Escambia County Administrator. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. And taking a look around. Uh, goodness is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. This is brought to you by ECUA. You can ensure recyclable materials are processed correctly. And keep a recycling program on track. Go to livegreenecua.com. Download the Recycle Coach app today. Uh, Bell Lane, Sterling Way, Cyanamid Road, and Pea Ridge. Not showing any problems either. Traffic tips text 437-1620. News Radio 90. Two, three, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to West Moreno. Wes, uh, of course, last week we had a lot of conversation about things that were suddenly fast and f- furious about OLF8 and development out there. Uh, the direction of the board was for you guys to go talk with the couple of candidates and maybe see if anybody else was interested in taking action. Have you had those conversations? Is there anything that you can tell us about where we stand today? Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been uh, all things OLF8 as here as of late. Uh, I have uh, sent a, lot, a large amount of data files, CAD, CAD files, just information, uh, everything that we have that ma- involving the master plan and, and all things OLF8 to uh, D.R. Horton, to Breland. Uh, there's a, a, another proposal, I think, looming uh, that we'll receive soon. Uh, a company out of out of the Midwest, and I've sent the same information to them. And then there's yet another uh, proposal I think coming, probably out of some folks out of South Florida. I've sent all the information to them, and so uh, we've been holding some discussions, and we have some discussions tomorrow morning actually, uh, significant discussions with Horton and with Breland, and. Uh, so yeah, we're and we're getting things kicked off. Also, having discussions about the triumph funds, how that plays in. Right. You know, we we can take advantage of those dollars, but we have to own <laughs> we have to own the property that that the uh, infrastructure terminates in, if you will. But I think we can work through that uh, positive positive uh, discussion with some of the triumph board members and. Uh, with Rick Byers from Florida West yesterday. So there's just a lot of things swirling around, and uh, but I think we're moving forward in a good way. And um, I am looking forward to really bringing the same thing in for a landing. Well, we certainly look for that, and a uh, good metaphor for that pr- piece of property as <laughs> a helicopter landing field in the yeah, past. Absolutely. I kind of like that. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, and this has kind of been on my list to talk uh, about with you for forever, because I know you're a Rhodes guy at heart, like that's your background. And the the Longleaf Project, okay, um, my understanding, and always feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, is that the Longleaf Project, which is now not going to be an increase in, you know, lane capacity, um, you know, I had originally thought it was going to be two lanes in either direction going from, um, basically from Pine Forest, and then my read of the history here was the goal was to connect that up with, like, Pinestead Road that runs around the south side of the, the, the dump there, and that that was supposed to be a basically a four-lane through cut all the way over to US 29, something that would provide an east-west corridor. You wouldn't have to drive through the neighborhoods on like Wingfoot and Hampton and go by Diamond Dairy and all that. And I would think of that as being a like a really major benefit to our traffic management plan. But that's not what we're doing. The Longleaf is sticking at, well, I guess it's going to be two plus a turn lane. Um, and then Pinestead has not ever been developed or built out. Can you tell me why that project hasn't happened? So that concept that you're speaking to came to came about years ago, actually. Uh, I think Larry Newsom was, uh, and even before he was the administrator, I think he was, he was the traffic manager at the time. Uh, that concept kind of came came about years ago, and what it ran into, uh, honestly, was uh, having to buy having to buy a large number of the residents' houses, buying them out. And you know, doing the demolition to pull the road and the right of way and all of those things, and it just kind of ran into a stumbling block. I'm not sure the community was really into it and all about it. Um, and then you know, when you go to buy, you have to buy a large number, of real, a large piece of real estate or numbers of real estate. You have title issues. Can you get the clean titles? You just be surprised at the issues you run into when you go to do those things. But it really met some, was met maybe not so favorably with the community uh, from from that aspect. And I think that's kind of where we kind of took a step back. So, well, you know, let's let's take another look at this. And at the same time, we had Detroit going, which I know is still closed at the moment. But, you know, Detroit, we did connect that with Johnson. And so you got that east-west corridor there just a little bit further to the north. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, all that came into play as well a little bit. And now, and now you got the, the four hundred and nine mile road, which has helped immensely. So, maybe that you know the, the difficulty of the real estate transactions, and then the other corridors, and then the improvements in front of school. And you know, maybe it's not quite as as uh, favorable. Uh, to do that project right now anyway okay i mean and i understand you know that's the kind of stuff that happens i just know when i look at it on a map i'm like duh <laughs> you know this would be yeah so good. yeah, yeah especially it sounds great especially that part where you'd use you know the pinestead that's just plain closed by the dump like that seems like such a like that would really alleviate a lot of the unsafety from the the traffic that's always going through too fast on wingfoot and hampton through all the, the houses there anyway I, I wanted to ask right. you i've been wanting to ask you this forever and we've never had a chance really to talk about it so um, you know, I, I, I appreciate the, uh, the perspective, uh, Wes Moreno. He is the Escambia County administrator for Escambia County. Of course, uh, Wes, as always, thanks for the time. Thanks for the work you're doing for taking some time to explain some of this stuff to us. I appreciate it. 